replaced by the wide curve of a large creek. The two barns on one side, and the white house and old orchard on the other, formed a rectangle bisected by the gravel driveway. Fanning away from the central compound were fenced paddocks, stands of trees, and outbuildings for the storage of machinery. A couple housed straight stalls for horse shows and winter use. John had lived nowhere but the farm, and the nights he had spent away, at horse shows or with relatives, were so few that each remained discreet and pristine in his memory. Visits to cousins, one family in Cleveland and the other in Baltimore, had been arrestingly exotic, lawns instead of fields, afternoons among teeming strangers at giant public swimming pools, late nights of jokes, giggles, and the danger of lighting matches under the bedclothes. Once, with his cousin Fred, he had sneaked out the bedroom window, then tiptoed around the house to spy on the grown-ups. Most exotic of all, there had been no horses. An undulating apron of ground spread green, black, and silver to the woods below. Mares and foals, feeling safety in the peace of the weather, were scattered over the lower third of the hillside, lying down or resting in the hammocks of their own joints. From where John stood, they all looked black, but when a head turned or a leg moved, bright white floated on the moonlight. This was more like it. The idea of night rambles about the farm had seemed spectacularly deviant to him, as if his daily resentments gestated something criminal, but now, actually out here, with his body clattering inside his clothes and his quietest cough like slamming doors, he felt delightfully orphaned and mute, about to discover something, anything, even though there was nothing he didn't know already about the farm. He stepped through dew and cottony dandelions, slid his fingers along moist fence boards. For a moment he lay down, first with his nose against the soil, then on his back, flat, as if the sky were a stone that pressed him down. Even with the moon at half, there were stars and stars. He thought of Buddy, a rather pretentious older cousin who'd once had a telescope, and set about looking for all the constellations in the northern summer sky. A telescope, a flashlight, and a star map. Buddy was very methodical. John narrowed his eyes, and the moon receded, making of the night sky a tunnel pricked with diamonds. He veered toward sleep, shook his head, and stood up. He came to the creek, where he had learned to swim. Five strokes, walk across the gravel bar, seven more strokes, turn around. Every summer the four children exhausted its possibilities by the last weeks of school. But now, as John stood on the slippery bank, drawn there by the dappling of light through the trees, he drew in his breath, as if something were about to happen. By day you could see the gravel stream bed through two or three feet of clear water. Water spiders skated and dragonflies hovered and minnows skittered in your peripheral vision. By night... Off to his left and then to his right, bullfrogs splashed into the water. The pool was black. He could not see at all. But this betokened everything rather than nothing. He squatted down and stuck his hand in, half expecting to pull out a dripping wad of life itself. The water was cold and fine, delicious to his skin. 
John laughed aloud, and at once forgave the farm for being so familiar. Anything seemed possible at night. In the water at his feet, for example, he sensed not just minnows and frogs, but bass and trout and crawdads and river clams and water snakes. He stepped back. In the woods surrounding there were surely mice, rabbits, and moles, but why not woodchucks and badgers, opossums and raccoons, even deer? Among the leafy limbs and hollows of the trees, box elder, white ash, sugar maple, walnut, white and red and pin oak, elm and hickory, sycamore and poplar, there must be orioles and woodpeckers and bluebirds and jays and cardinals, as well as sparrows, wrens, and robins. Owls and bats would be gazing upon him right this very moment. He paused, listening, and shivered.